What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of Couch Talk. I'm Sam, joined by Big Juice, aka Jakari, Jamie. What up? Anything you guys want to say real quick before we go ahead and hop into this? Let's go down, man. Ready. Running it back. Running it back. Episode two, we're talking college football, day in the life, and the big... The big, big topic here, NIL. Mm-hmm. We're gonna just talk about it. See how we see how we're feeling. You know, it's a it's a booming subject right now in the college football landscape. Very booming. And we got right. two college football athletes here with us, and we're gonna go ahead and hop right into this. So first things first, college football. Both you guys play for the. Gardner Webb University. Snow dogs. <laughs> and uh, right. just go ahead and walk us through. One of you guys can go ahead and walk us through a normal in season week or day, whichever one you want to go ahead and start with. So you go first, Jakari? Uh, like, uh, like last year, my freshman year, I uh, had class at like eight, I had an 8 a.m. Um, I think I had a nine too. But I mean, basically, class throughout, like from class up until like lunchtime, and then eat lunch. And then for me, I had a scout team meeting at like 1.30. So basically, like that's when my football day started from like 1.30. And then basically stayed in the locker room all the way to practice time, like around like 3, 3.15. Um, and stayed there to practice to like five o'clock. 515 just depends on the day and what, what, what we're heading to. I mean, but it's just tough, man. It's a tough grind, you know? Got to be built for it. It is not easy. I will say that. Yeah. And uh, so practice is ending what time you say, 530? Yeah, depends, man. Depends on who we plan, I'll say. And then In the what? day, day of the week. Yeah. So whatever time it ends, obviously – Right after that, you're going to go grab some dinner. Yeah. How long is that going to take you? Mm. Depends, man. Like, we eat dinner after and we those, just sit and talk. After those long practices, I did not want to get up after eating. Facts. So tired. So just, So what time just, you say you're getting back to the dorm room at the end of a typical day? Probably 7.30, yeah. 7.15. Then you got homework on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, homework, study. What time? It depends on the day. Like Tuesday and Thursday, we, we usually have like lifts. Like I had 6 a.m. Yeah. lifts on Tuesday and Thursdays. And so did I. So that's so, waking up that early. You're tired too. Mm. Yeah. So you're probably lights out by what, 10 o'clock at the latest? Oh, 10:30. yeah. 10 30 at yeah. the latest. Yeah. And then it's just wake up. And repeat every repeat every day. Yeah, repeat it, man. For like 11, 12 straight weeks. And then what's game days like? Walk me through that. What are we looking for? It's the best day, man. Right. It depends. So if we had an away game, for the most part, we would leave on Friday, the day before. Go drive to probably like we usually the hotels would be like 30 minutes out. We'd crash in a hotel that night, which people think it's just you go to your room, you go to sleep, you wake up the next day, hop on a bus. Uh-uh. You have meetings in the hotel, all that. 
team meals. You got to get up early on game day, team breakfast, more team meetings, position meetings. And then when you get on the bus, that's when everyone really just like locks in, you know, headphones on, listening to music, just getting like mental, mentally locked in. And then when you get to the stadium, getting in the locker room, that's usually when you have the big speaker. And then they'd they'd start jamming in there, get taping, getting dressed, getting taped up, and that's the best part, man. Just getting that environment is unreal. It's unmatched, honestly. Just how electric mm-hmm. it is. So, obviously, game times vary, but game happens. You're getting undressed. You get ready to get back on the road. Say it's a home game. What's the schedule looking like the rest of the day? Say. You're done with the game by five o'clock. What are you looking at the rest of the day? See, we didn't have any home games that were day games. I don't think. I think the Robert Morris game was like a one o'clock game. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did, and yeah. still after that, that was the longest game of the season. It felt like so we're done. Game. They they Very feed us, and I mean, if you have family in town, go out to eat with them. Maybe go get some food with them, us, or go home. Maybe. Yeah, I live close to campus. So I could take a trip home. But I know for the college aspect of things, I know that some people party afterwards. There's some people just group up, you know, just hang out, just chill, really. Normal college student, man. Yeah. So, obviously, Saturdays, game days, are you guys doing stuff on Sundays, too, or is that just the – Treatment lifts treatment, if you want yeah. or voluntary. Yeah, voluntary lifts. Gotcha, just basically gotcha. they bring in guys that got banged up just to stretch mm-hmm. their bodies out. Yeah. Just keep your muscles active. You know? Yeah. So try to get try to get ready for Monday, start a new week. So it's just a grind, twenty four seven grind. Yeah. So, I mean, even I know out of season, you guys are still doing lifts. Jakari, you got you got to lift tomorrow. Yeah, it's June sixth, so you'll have one tomorrow, June seventh. You know, no one else is in school right now. Nope. So obviously, it's tough and uh, very tough. You guys just you aren't getting compensated for any of this, and no. that's been a been a big argument here for the past couple of years. You know, should college athletes be getting paid for? what they're doing and I mean obviously you're getting your school paid for in most cases unless you're walk on something like that what do you guys think do you think you should be compensated in a certain type of way outside of your school being paid for if you're lucky enough to get on scholarship see yeah I I can agree with Jakari it's it's a very touchy subject because it's all opinion based. You know, you're gonna have the people that are like, well, you get your school paid for this and that. But I understand they're not getting their school paid for, but they have the ability and the time to go get a job on campus if they wanted. Like me and Jakari, if we really wanted to, we could, but we'd have to work from like third shift, you know what I mean? Late at night. It's yeah. <laughs> just that's just gonna be way too much for us. It's I've yeah. said this multiple times throughout the year. Football is like a full-time job, and a lot of people don't realize how much work it is. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even just say it's – I'm sure it's like that for every sport. 
Oh yeah, like, I know. Yeah, sure. So, but I feel like football is just like the hardest sport because it's just it's just a lot to go into it. It's taxing on the body too. Facts. Like physically, it's a you're hitting every day, it, except it for the walkthroughs as well. College football oh, yeah. definitely get you mentally. So what 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 are your guys' thoughts on NIL? Because I mean I'm looking, I got I did a little bit of research and I don't know how true some of these things are, but I'm looking Texas. It says right here Texas offensive lineman got an NIL deal for eight hundred thousand, and that means each of their sixteen linemen on scholarship gets fifty thousand. See now that, yeah. but yeah, but I know it's a lot of money, but like that, I can respect that. You know, because well, you have. Oh, I also I didn't read far enough. It says oh. the players must use the funds to support charitable causes. Okay. So it comes yeah, with respect, a. Respect that. Comes mm-hmm. with a little bit of a um. A little bit of a twist there at the end. Um, yeah. Let's see. It says right here, Mackenzie Milton and Derek King, both got twenty thousand plus a signing bonus to join Dreamfield as co-founders. And it's focused on booking live events for student athletes. See, like, I'm cool with that. 20,000. Yeah. Texas O-Lineman one, because that's, like, for a good cause, you know what I mean? What bothers me is I don't know who in particular, and I'm not even going to throw numbers out because I don't know the numbers, but, like, I want to say I saw somebody – was offered like hundreds of thousands of dollars, a brand new car, and maybe even like a house to commit to a school. USC, I believe, was yep. the school. It's a uh, don't want to. You want Addison, probably. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's the receiver. Don't know. I, I'm just. This is what the media tells us. I, yeah, yeah I day, don't know how know. accurate that is, and I'm not gonna sit here and like bash somebody for all this even though I don't know anything about it but like that's what I don't understand like that is I, way too much I think I, I think the worst part about the NIL is like the tampering like with the coaches yeah doing, like I agree I think that's probably like maybe the worst part of the NIL that people have a problem with and it's yeah. clearly causing problems with Nick Saban yeah. and Jimbo I mean that's see that's obviously don't play college football, but I love keeping up with the sports world. My take on it is if you're going to implement NIL, which in my opinion is something that needs to be there because it's, you can't, you can't, you can't sell these players or whore these players out for all their talents and stuff and just expect them to not get anything from it. I'd be begging for money too. I mean, you got to think a lot of these guys playing football, they can't just, look into their bank account and just keep spending, spending, spending. It's tough for some people. They come from tough environments. Yeah, if there's an opportunity. If there's an opportunity for someone to make some money out there. Why not give it to them? And I think there needs to be some serious um, guidelines to how NIL is done because, like you just said, there's been a lot of players that have been transferring. And let's be real. We all know why they're going to some of these schools. And, like, yeah, basketball, 100%. too. Uh, who was that guy recently? That it's from Miami. Was, yep. Yeah, got that Isaiah NIL. Yeah, Isaiah Wong or whatever. At, 
the dude that was at yeah. Miami threatened to leave if he didn't get something like that or similar to that. Am I want to say I want to say he threatened to leave if he didn't get at least a million dollars. I could yeah, be but, wrong yeah, on the numbers. Could be wrong. Like, on that the is numbers. just so crazy to me. Like that this is what it's causing, but I think it should be a thing. But I think it has gone too far a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It needs to be sanctioned. That you can't. Yes. I mean, you can't also, entice players like, to transfer to you for the money. That's just yeah. But also, like people, like also not. It's not guaranteed you're gonna go to the league yeah, and make these millions of dollars. So like, yeah. why not let these kids make the money now? Maybe yeah. save up to where they can like when they get older, they can do the things they want to do, and then like build money, like keep adding on money with that. Like it's not. Yeah, I'm all like, for that. All right, yeah, like if you you because listen, I'm not gonna lie. Um, Oscar Tashiway for Kentucky. It's, it's making more than a second round pick at Kentucky right now. Like, oh, yeah. If he, if he mm-hmm. came back another year, I think he's making like two or three million. That's more than like a, a, a second round. That's more. I think that might be more than like oh. Jordan Poole's contract, bro. Oh, 100%. No, I'm not even lying. I agree. Hey, take your money when you can get it. Yeah. I'm not throwing any shade at these athletes because they've earned it. Obviously, they are yeah. very in their field, top of the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they've earned every right to get this money i think that it's these schools that are using it in the wrong way like the usc's and the miami's to try and entice kids or athletes to come to them you know what i mean and i think that's wrong yeah 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 i agree because i want these athletes to be in the best position possible to get to the league if that's what they want to do and just because they're getting a million dollars right now but then they're going to put in a terrible situation. I just don't think that's right. Yeah. So here's my thing. I think NIL is a great thing. Like I said, don't want to put people in bad spots. NIL can help a lot. At the same time, I think right now, the entire college sports aspect of everything is ruined with the transfer portal. Yes. I think that has single-handedly ruined college sports and that mixed with NIL is going to ruin college football because it's not college football anymore. It's simply just like, we're just saying what school can give me the most money. I'm going there. I get unlimited. I I, I don't literally get unlimited attempts, but you get several attempts to just keep transferring, transferring, transferring. And guess what? Each school you're going to guess what? There's some booster that might be like, Oh, here's a million dollars. Here's 2 million. Here's 3 million. I mean, you have kids reclassifying can Quinn Ewers, for example, he reclassified, yeah. just goes to, go to make Ohio a State, makes a million, and then transfers after one year to Texas. Yeah, where yeah. he's probably making a million again. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's crazy to me because like he skipped out on his senior year to go yeah be a backup yeah. to one of the best quarterbacks in college football last year. Yeah, just to make a million thing, dollars. I'm, I'm be honest. I don't think he was a backup, bro. I think he was like third string, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, well, yeah, and and nil is now trickling down to high school because you got high school kids signing nil. Oh deals. yeah, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. Which I don't get me wrong, like Bronny and them making money, Mikey Williams now them. It, I mean, it's it's the same thing. If you got a big social media following, why yeah, not they built their advantage? platform. I mean, yeah, take advantage of it. But there's yeah. got to be some guidelines to this because. Let's be real here. I don't – let's just talk about – let's keep it on the football train. But these kids, you know, these good athletes build a big social media following for themselves. 
Guess who can start grooming them to come to their schools? The Alabamas, the Texas A&Ms, the Oklahomas, the Texas, the USC's. I mean, we're looking – we literally just saw Lincoln Riley come in and transform the entire USC team. And I'm not going to say his presence didn't do a lot of that, but let's be real. Those boosters yeah. pulling out the wallets and saying how much you want, that helped a lot. Oh, yeah. See, this is going to ruin class. this is going to ruin it, bro, cuz then you're going to have these schools with like these big NIL markets that are going to start taking over and then it's like yeah. it's going to just be bad. I mean, you two, you go to a small private Christian university yeah. in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. You, how many people go to your school? How many people would you say? I mean, how do you know of any people on your team that have NIL deals? I mean, There's a, a lot of some people got liquid IV, whatever. Yeah, a lot of people have liquid Let's, IV. There's a few other smaller ones, but there's no big ones that I know of these people bringing in thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, bro, let's yeah. be real about the liquid IV. I think we, at least from my aspect, trying to do some research what that stuff is i feel like these big companies just say here sign up for nil we'll give you a portion of it's, our sales but you're not actually getting anything you're just no they send you they send you a packet a few packs of their liquid iv that you pour in the water they send yeah. you a water bottle and they tell you to make a few yeah. posts yeah. yeah i mean that's not that's not an nil deal that's just a that's a social you're at that point you're just a social media influencer you're not and that's playing pretty much what it is for any like, reason yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. See, me and me and Juice have talked about this before. We talked about it the other day. I mean, your guys' spot. You don't. I mean, what good is Liquid IV going to do for you unless you got several thousand followers and stuff? I mean, what what is that can do? You say they give you a code and say use this code, or have people use this code. Then what? You're making maybe a hundred dollars a month, if even. Yeah, got, if even. That's what I'm saying. Then. So that's not really a good NIL deal. I and mean, I know. No. I mean, you get a free water bottle and they send you liquid IV, which I will say that I really enjoy it because it really does work <laughs> on, on a game day. On the flip yeah. side, on the flip side, though, you guys can also just walk into the locker room and get a water bottle and yeah. something of electrolytes. Yeah. So it's I mean, not yeah, like but it's, it's. Yeah. I mean, but it's also hard, man, because. I don't think these big companies will take a chance on like a like a small FCS school, like, no, which like is, a Barton Web or like yeah. a Boston Southern or like a Fordham or something like that. Here's what I'm trying to get at: is I think what also needs to be thought about in this situation is this is just from my aspect as in a business perspective. Why aren't these small companies in these little college towns trying to reach out to these players and be like, listen? You promote our restaurant, say. You promote our yeah. restaurant. We'll give you a discount whenever you come in. And if people come in and use and use your referral code or whatever that you have, we will give you a portion of that sale. Then now you got literal athletes walking around their campus saying, go eat at this restaurant. This restaurant is, I mean, I'm going to assume in a small town, going to gain customers daily, probably weekly. The restaurant's benefiting, and now this little college town athlete is going to benefit too. Who cares? A couple hundred bucks yeah. just walking around your campus telling people to come eat there? Yeah. That's not hard. Because everything is just walking distance, so people going to get there regardless of the situation, man, regardless of anything. Yeah. So that's where I think I these 
these businesses and college towns need to think about that. And then athletes too. I mean, you just got to come out of your comfort zone. I would reach out. Cares? Just walk up to a restaurant and one day say, listen, I play football here. Or I play whatever sport here. NIL, here's what it is. I would like to partner with you. I'll promote you. Yeah. You, what can I do? What can I get in return for promoting your business? Yeah. I'm about to say, because not a lot of people like know about NIL because it's a certain age, you know, the, the yeah. people that work there. And I definitely think the NIL is the future of college football and college sports. Yeah. But at the same time, we can't just put everything on these big businesses and we can't put everything on these athletes. We, anyone that watches college football or any, uh, I guess any college sport should know what NIL is at this point, or at least have heard yeah. of it. And if you own a business, you should already be reaching out to these athletes, grow your business and help them. If you actually care about these sports that you're watching, that you cheer for, why aren't you trying to help out these athletes that are playing those sports? Exactly. I just think it's a um, pretty crazy landscape that we got right now in, in the yeah. college world. and It will definitely have a huge effect on college sports I mean, for years to come. I'm exactly. still I'm still looking at this article. It says Bryce Young had eight hundred thousand bare minimum last season yeah. from NIL deals, Cash App, um, couple trading card companies. Yeah. And then he won the Heisman. So what I'm saying he's looking at probably three million this year. Easily. Yeah. He's I mean if he has another good year, he's signing his name back to back. For for <laughs> freaking triple that. Yeah, possibly a top five pick. Yeah. I mean, quarterback coming off the board. So he's looking at several million dollars in college, and then he's going to look at probably, what, 40 mil guaranteed in the NFL? Yep. And plus those endorsement deals in the league he's going to get. I think, yeah. I mean, it's It's crazy. It's so hard to compare because Bryce Young is on a whole nother level. Then yeah, every I will say every college football player, you know, oh, I mean? yeah. he's a yeah top top five college football player, you could say. Easily. Definitely yeah, yeah. probably well, the definitely. best <laughs> probably the best quarterback in college football. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's so hard to yeah. compare his NILs where he's making minimum eight hundred thousand dollars to the average college football player, you know what I mean? Because it's just yeah. yeah. And that's what so I think we big need of a to, difference. We need to bridge that gap. The NCAA yeah. needs to step in. And say, listen, this isn't just meant for the big athletes. This is meant for all athletes. What can we do? What can the NCAA do? What can these college towns do? What can these fans do? Like, we don't need people just writing checks and saying, here, here's this. Like, promote this business. And you know what it is. And we'll help you out. Like, Bryce Young, uh, will you please make one post on Instagram and (laughs) with you with this trading card and we're going to give you $300,000. I would do that in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? It's one post on Instagram. Who cares? You get $300,000. Yeah. And that's that's just crazy to me. I think you guys can easily do something. Just walking around campus. Like, you don't even have to use social media for this. Like, that's the other thing. People don't think, like, these students aren't just going to practice. Like, they got to walk around campus. Why not give them something to promote while they're walking around and seeing other students that are in the same place as them? You know? Yeah. 
it's just this free agency, bro. Like college football just became like another free agency. It's just it's just crazy, man. And it's I hate it because if you look at the NFL or any honestly any professional sports league, I don't think it's very fun to watch anymore because people nowadays are just playing for the money and there's so much money to be had out there. You get that big contract and then, I mean, you're set for life after that one big contract and they don't Mm -hmm. play for the, they don't play for the love of the game. There's nothing for these professional athletes to play for. And I'm, I fear that that's how college sports will turn if the NIL isn't. um, Yeah. And that's what makes college sports so exciting because they have something to prove and something to play for. Exactly. We talked about it last podcast that college basketball is so much more exciting than NBA. I, you could yes. say the same thing for college football. College football is the most exciting sport to watch, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, just right off the bat, when you said that, I started thinking of best college football games I've ever watched. I'm thinking USC, Penn State, Rose – or. Yeah, USC Penn State Rose Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. Oklahoma Georgia. That game. Oklahoma was Georgia. Rose Bowl game. Both both Oklahoma Alabama national championships. Yeah. I mean, you could think of the last, Alabama. Yeah. The yeah. most recent national championship. That was a good game. Yeah. Any of the LSU games in 2019? Let's be real. That team was exciting <laughs> to watch. Watching yeah. them hang however many they hung on Clemson and the Natty. That was absurd. I mean, that Clemson Ohio State game in the um. College football playoff in 2019. Yeah, yeah, Fiesta, that game, yeah. That game was that crazy. Game I mean, I just like you think about that. All these games. Now what? Now what are we going to be looking at with NIL? Are these games still going to be that exciting? Or are we going to have these players have to wait and see. who just don't really care anymore because they got that bag and they know that they'll probably skate right into an NFL deal now because they're that talented? Yeah. I mean, it's. I know that's a lot. That's that's a pretty bold. I mean, it's statement. hard. It's hard to skate in there because I mean, we saw that last year with Spencer Rattler. We thought yeah. he was going to skate through last season and then skate his way into being a first round pick. And now look at him. Yeah, he's very true. Williams. He's gone to South Carolina, and we don't know what he's going to do at South Carolina. That's a that's a great point. I completely forgot so, about him. Game was like a potential gotta, number one pick coming out. Last yeah. Year. Let's also let's also think. You had Spencer Rattler, who was one of the first guys with the NIL and one of the bigger NIL deals. Yeah. Let's also think DJ. DJ, I was exactly what I was about to say. Dude, he did not have that good of a season. Also, one of those dudes, big time NIL deals. Do we I mean, think he turns it around next year? I, I mean, word on the street is Cade oh, Klubnik's going to come in and take beat him out by Game Four. Shoot, I hope not. Yeah, Lee, man, DJ. Man. Here's my th- – oh, no, I love I love DJ Ungalele. I thought he yeah. was one of the best high school quarterbacks I'd ever watched. I thought he was going to be the next big thing at Clemson, and he was what? when he played for Trevor Lawrence that one game. Was that Notre Dame? Was that yeah, the- Notre Dame. He, he threw like 350. Game, bro. He had like 350 yeah, passing yards. That, that Boston College game, he brought that Clemson team back, Notre Dame game. Just, yeah. I don't know. Just and crazy. then he his first season as a starter, and it was just disappointing. And – I know people are going to say, well, Clemson, when you look at it, they had a pretty solid year, which, yeah, they did. But disappointing for Clemson football. It was disappointing for DJ Ungulele with the expectations yeah. I had for him. Yeah, I can agree. And, and I don't want to – Possibly a Heisman finalist. Though, I don't want to single him out either. I don't want yeah. oh, yeah. to bash him. I still think he's a great quarterback. They had a weird 100%. season. They also – I feel like he wasn't put in the best situation last season. 
I think they'll be better next year, 100%. Yeah, I agree. Injuries hopefully, killed man, Clemson last oh, year, Oh, that's yeah. that, too. They had a lot of issues to deal with. Got a new OC, new DC coming in. But you think about it, I saw DJ Ungulele in a lot of commercials. Does Do you think oh, that yeah. translates? Was that anything? Dr. Pepper yeah. commercial? You know, what is it? The uh, They have that whole series. He appeared in that a few times. I don't yeah. want to say I'm not like I'm not trying to bash DJ Ungulately. I'm not just using yeah. him as an example here. But do we think players doing these commercials and stuff? Do you think that plays into them not having a good season per se? Who knows? Or man. no one or, can tell. Or people could do what we're doing right now and trying to blame those commercials and those deals on them not playing good. Because now we're looking at yeah. that. I'm which yeah. I'm not trying to say it was just an unfortunate season for him. He it's still played pretty good. That's what Dude, we got to look at day. now. I mean, that's what, like, this NIL is bringing a whole lot more stress to college athletes because say you guys are out there on the field, you know you just got that sweet NIL deal and you have a bad game and you hear people talking trash like, oh, it's because that NIL deal. It's because he yeah, was out sure. filming that commercial. Or it's because you feel like you have to live up to something, you know what I mean? And then you what is that too hard. Like, what is that going to do to you guys mentally? Like, yeah. how is that going to make you feel after a bad game? It's like, bro, just having a bad game already is just going to make you feel – down down bad but just having everybody on your tail blaming like everything around you like it's gonna make you just it's it's crazy this whole nil thing is just ridiculous this is i I think it's good to a certain extent but this is the new college football we're looking at like i mean twitter's gonna be going crazy after one game be like oh shouldn't have been taking those nil deals shouldn't have been filming those commercials dude twitter oh my goodness people get twitter fingers way too fast it's true you know, it's just absurd because not a single person tweeting this stuff will go out there and do anything that DJ's doing. You know what I mean? They probably exactly. can't even throw a football 30 yard. Exactly. You say people that, that got these Twitter fingers probably would not last through a, a fall camp, offseason lift. I don't even get a summer lift. Listen, I go work out most days. I don't really like to run and stuff, but I can if I need yeah. to. I've heard what you guys do. For workouts, and I tell you this right now, anyone that is listening and thinks they can compete in a college sport, you cannot do it. You cannot do it. You just simply you will not survive. Yeah. Unless you're a freak of nature and you've been doing you've been training like these guys have, you cannot roll up to a college event or college practice or anything and you cannot hang. Wait, what? I've heard their stories. I've heard people that came in from other places and tried to compete with their stuff. They couldn't hang either. It's just not, imagine you going to like a, a Bama and thinking you're just gonna roll through a workout. Like nah, yeah. they got the best of the best of everything, the best training facilities, best um strength coach, best coach, like all them stuff, bro. It's gonna like it's just it's just tough. Everything around it is mm-hmm. just tough. Like just the preparation going into it, the playbook, like it's, just, it's gonna be stressful. Like you gotta go out there and actually perform. It's gonna be stressful. You you playing while tired. Is, everything around like college football is just stressful, man. It's just it just really just play. I'm not trying to sit here and blame mental health, but honestly, like it can, it can take a toll on you mentally. Oh, it can yeah, make you 100%. feel like you're not good enough to be here, or like man, is this really worth it? Or like man, is this is, is this really like what I actually want to do in my life? It makes you just like contemplate a lot of things that like you you doing like every. I will say this at one. Every college athlete at one point in time has sat there and thought, is this really what I want to do? Like, is this sport for me? I'm not just talking football, exactly. I'm talking every sport. 
is this what I want to do? Do I really want to put all this time and all this effort in? Like, and I think that's a, that's a great transition. I mean, keep going, keep rolling with this mental health, obviously very big in society. I think it's a very big component of life nowadays. And I don't think it's something that should be taken lightly. I think a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that need help and need a platform to talk on. And especially athletes. I mean, you guys, I know being at a smaller school is probably not that bad, but you got to think these athletes at the bigger schools, they get on their phone and it's probably miserable for them. And you were, you guys were just saying mentally, it's very taxing playing a sport. Like, how would you, how would you, how do you deal with that? Like, what do you do to cope with the mental taxation of college sports? Surround yourself with people in the same situation. I mean, that's the best thing I think to do because then you have something in common. You're both going through the same thing. You know what I mean? And you can both have a common ground. And I just think that makes it a whole lot better. But I will say that these people at these bigger schools, they have bigger audiences, you know, they have a bad game. They go on Twitter and see these people with Twitter fingers. These, these are kids. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm 19 years old. And I know if I went on Twitter and saw somebody talking junk about me, that would crush me, dude. Yeah. For the first especially, time, especially, I have to go and read that? Like, yeah. Like, just imagine, like, I'm not trying to single handedly, like, just single him out, but like, just imagine all the hate DJ got. Like, yeah. being at a Clemson, you go to the playoffs every year, and like, mm-hmm. even though you had a 10 win season, like, it's, it's not that, that's not the standard Clemson has. So, like, every week you, you can win, but you probably go for like, you may go for 10 for like 25. Like maybe one tutty, two interceptions. Like you're gonna get the yeah. hate, no matter if the win, like man, replace him, man. Like, what is he doing? And it just it sucks, man. It just yeah. You just gotta just like, yeah, like what Jamie said, just surround yourself with people who's like who's like keep bringing you up and instead of like putting you down. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of things is, is, is killing people these days. Exactly. And that's I mean, there's a lot of I feel like recently a lot of college athletes that have been um, committing suicide recently i know yeah. very touchy subject but let's be real i'm not gonna say it's because of fans and stuff but you gotta think there's i mean i can think of cases in the past several months where these star athletes at their respective schools just just out of nowhere gone mm-hmm. why why i mean we got to talk we have to address this like all we're talking about all this money for athletes too, but also at the same time, you got to think these athletes. Yeah, it's who's helping them mentally. What like what are people doing to thing. help them? When he came by happiness, man. So let's. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm not gonna talk about DJ. Let's talk about somebody else. So yeah, we'll talk about CJ Stroud. You go to Ohio State. You know you're a student there. I know you're a student athlete and you're the star on the team, but you're a student. in college you know what I mean like I know it's different for me because I go to a small school I can go interact with these other students and maybe they might not even know I play football and it doesn't matter but if CJ Stroud is in class everyone's gonna be like oh dude like how's football how's this you're gonna do this next year dude you had a great season like when are you talking to CJ about how his life is outside of football exactly Mm -hmm. which is I think that needs to be, happen more because these people are like idolized because they're so good that people only recognize them for football or because of football. And I, there's so much more to life than football. I yeah, agree. 100%. That's a, 
That's a great point right there. Football and, is not going to last forever. Like, and I think the, yeah, the media has done so much because then not only these, like, analysts, which is I understand it's their job, but, like, they their livelihood is based on what these college athletes are doing. You know what I mean? Like, CJ Stroud has a bad game. That's, that's what they're talking about the very next day, the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's just a lot. I, I can recall like that Minnesota game, his first game of the year. I think it was like a Thursday night. It was in the rain, like yep. in the rain at, at Minnesota. I'm not saying Minnesota is the best program out, but not too long ago, Minnesota was on top. They're solid. They dude. had like the yeah. it was at the Outback Bowl. They was hooping I think it was with 2019. Like, yeah, yeah, they had a great Tyler year. Johnson. Who was that other receiver? Yeah. Rashad oh, Bateman. All yeah, them. Bateman. Yeah. Rashad Bateman. Like. And then next thing you know, like he goes his first ever start, his first ever game starting on the road Thursday night, Ohio State, BIA, College Best in America. We got all these players in the league, and it's all eyes on him. So it's nothing, yeah. it's like it's just so hard. He got to perform to a certain level for everybody to like, for like, hey man, like to praise him for who he is. Like it's just crazy. I agree. I think, I think there needs to be an app, a group, something. It, there might be, I don't know, this isn't something I research in my free time, but something out there for all these athletes, just a positive environment. Some, yeah. a space where people can just be uplifted by other athletes. The, the little Morgan's message thing at, at the web. Yeah, at Gardner Web, I know the women's across uh, had a Morgan's message where it's like a group yeah. that would get together and talk about that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's something, it's especially with social media, which I think is ruining our generation, the generations yeah. to come after us. I think technology is ruining a lot of generations, especially the younger generations. I think mental health is something that needs to be talked about more than obesity now, because 100%. I think a few years ago, obesity was the big, the big killer in America. Who cares about that anymore? Let's be real. Mental health. But let's is also be real. Obese people. I'm not, throwing no shame nothing but obese people most for, for the most part some of them are happy yes but underlying the obesity is most likely mental health problems you know image problems they don't like how they look in the mirror they wish this or they want this to happen yep. so yeah. it all comes down to mental health at the end of the day i think i agree it's a great point great great point. but um i think we just need to focus more on mental health. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a cause of a lot of problems in the world. And especially with college athletes that's going through this is in NBA. I can recall like DeMar DeRozan going through yeah. this, like Kevin Love going through this. It's, yeah. it's so many like humans just, just needing help in life. And people thinking like, Oh, they got a million dollars in their bank account. Like, why are they so sad? I'm like, bro, like, it's yeah. Mean, like nothing. yeah, that's not happiness at the end of the day. I think it's a, it's a great thing for people to talk about and um, for us to be able to recognize this and recognize it's a very important thing. I think it's, it's great because now we can go share that with other people that we know other, I mean, for you guys, I'm sure you've seen athletes probably going through something, mm-hmm. probably, probably dealing with something tough and you know what they're going through every day. You're going through the same practices as them. So I know you guys probably see it firsthand all the time. People that are just, need that uplifting and I think it's something people need to think of more about because social media will 
it probably has ruined a lot of people's lives already. I mean, we see it every day. There's people getting exposed or canceled every day, but especially these college athletes, all this pressure on them. And it makes it seem like, and if a college athlete do come out or not even a college athlete, like an NBA person do come out and say, man, I have mental health. I'm going through something. People take it as like a joke and like laugh about it. Yeah. Like like this, this is reasons why people like, like, does stuff like commit suicide. They feel like nobody listens to them. Like they feel like like social media's probably made it made it to where like if you if you come out as you sad or anything like they they'll clown like it's just they clown you for it or they, like they make it seem mm-hmm. like oh it's not even a big of a deal, man. Like just just shut up, man. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Um, what did they say a couple years ago? Was it just shut up and dribble? Isn't that what yeah. they told NBA players a few years ago? That's what somebody just recently told Draymond and you know, um. Oh, it was on, on uh, Mad Dog. Yeah. Mad Dog. Yeah. He just like, man, just shut up and dribble, like stuff like that. I'm like, man, just yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So while we're still on the college topic, obviously we've talked about NIL, mental health. It's very, we all think it's very serious. Um, let's go ahead and turn it to a lighter note before we start wrapping things up. We were talking about college football. That's where we got started. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and run through some college football predictions. What you guys feel in this season? What teams? Let's go, you let's go at? through. Let's go through every conference and think who we who we got on top. All right, we'll we'll go conferences, then we'll go nationally, and then we'll go player awards. We'll go Heisman. All right, all right. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe Blitnikoff. Let's just stick Heisman. We'll just go Heisman. All right, first, we'll start. We're just going Power Five. We're going every single conference. What are we doing here? <sighs> Let's start so with ACC first. Yeah. yeah, ACC. ACC. All right. I say Clemson has a back, back, bounce back season. I agree with that. I feel like they're going to win ACC. Yeah. Um, I feel like, not going to lie, the talent level, I'm not trying to be funny. I know we pick about Carolina and Duke a lot. But mm-hmm. if you look at Carolina roster, like Carolina has like one of the most talented rosters in the ACC. Yeah, honestly. I agree. I, I don't. I feel like Carolina is, is like. I'm not gonna lie. I thought last year would be the year they would go to the ACC championship, but I, I feel like like Carolina would definitely be in there soon. They're so, contender, I think. Yeah. I also agree. I think Clemson does bounce back this year. I think they win. I Clemson think bounce back. Pitt That's, is not going to be as good. No, they're going to be awful. Uh, I don't. I feel like I don't Pitt know if NC State and Wake Forest are going to come back from what they did last year. Yeah, I, just, I, I feel like I NC agree. State. I feel like NC State would still be good. They're um, I think they get all their linebacking quarterback. They do have a really good linebacker. They got the quarterbacks back. I'm just I'm looking right uh, now. I had to look at the breakdown of the ACC because at the end of the day, I know who's in the ACC, but I don't care who's in the Atlantic and who's in the coastal. Yeah. yeah. But let's be real. Coming out of the Atlantic, it's gonna be Clemson. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think NC State's gonna be that great, and I don't think Wake Forest is gonna be that great. I think they'll be mediocre, and I think mediocre in my terms is probably gonna be like. Seven to nine wins. Yeah, nah, but Wake Forest do have. I I don't mean to, to pivot real quick, but I Wake Forest do have um a dark horse Heisman Trophy winner though. Sam Hartman. Yeah, I mean it's a stretch. I think that's a bit of a stretch. See, it's just so it's tough because pretty Clemson, pretty dark horse there. I think Clemson <laughs> will win the Atlantic, but you also you never know because like I feel like every time Clemson plays Boston College or Syracuse, it's like something's yeah. happening and it's like a crazy close game and it's just yeah 
But I think whoever comes out of the Atlantic is going to win it because the coastal. I can agree. Coastal is going to be terrible. I don't think Carolina is going to be that good this season, mainly because you're going to have Jacoby Criswell or Drake May starting. Taking a huge drop at quarterback, yeah. And it's, let's say it's Drake May because that's what everyone's saying. I don't really see the translation in talent. I don't really see how he's going to be the next big thing. Let's be real, Sam Howell. He got a straight. I don't. I don't think he'll be a, like. Not, especially not. His it's special. not going to be like close to Sam, but he definitely will yeah. be. He'll be good. I don't think it'll happen this season, though. Maybe. So who's going to come out of the coastal? But th- that's the thing. I think it could easily be a seven-win Carolina. It's that bad of a division. You think Carolina wins seven games? That's right around there. I mean, probably yeah. the six to nine mark somewhere in there. Yeah, I think Pitt gonna be. Pitt gonna go back down to what Pitt usually do every year. Yeah. Miami, um, they got a new coaching staff. They could be good. They, they could turn up, it around. They could Miami, have one weird Miami season like they has did. Talented players, dude. That's just. I mean, they had they lost like two games. What a couple years ago, like 17, 18? Yeah, Duke oh, yeah. is no good. Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech I, lost their best I player. Give a, yeah, I give a shout out to my guys, man. Virginia Tech. They Virginia might, Tech. They got okay. They're I actually mean, a contender. They're always talented, dude. I mean, they're, you never know. Yeah. Gotta go good little contender, man. So So we, we we're we're all we're all yeah, Clemson. Clemson. We, on, we, on a, we all on the Clemson way for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you going to Big Twelve, Big Ten? We can go Big Twelve. Let's go Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Big Twelve, yeah. man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh I say I think that Oklahoma. off the top, that's my pick too. Oklahoma off yeah. the top. No, but, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not trip. I, I know this is Texas. Let's not. Texas. I don't know what Texas is. You know, I don't know what Quinn is going to do for Texas. I don't Quinn, know if he's going to. You got Bijan Robinson. You got Xavier Worthy. The, they just yeah. got the Bama transfer at tight end. They got another Bama transfer receiver. They got. Um, if they can put it, if they can put it all line. together. If Texas can put it all together and they can gel, I think Texas has a shot to. I mean, win the Big 12, maybe even go to the playoffs. Let's be real here. I don't know about that, Hello, That's a stretch. You're talking about stretch. That's I said if stretch. they can put it all together, they can put it all together, Gel, You know what I mean? Like, really put it all together. Ooh, that's Because they have the pieces, dude. <laughs> maybe if they got Joy Addison. I, I can possibly say a little playoff action, but I don't know. Well, let's also not forget the fact that you guys didn't even mention the two teams in the actual Big 12 championship last season. Baylor and Oklahoma State. I mean, yeah, I don't, that's true. I, I don't, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State almost I don't, in the playoffs last year. I don't think those teams are going anywhere. I don't think. They're I think the be Big Twelve to get past. has a shot to be. Obviously, you got the SEC, which is always a powerhouse. But I think the Big Twelve has a shot to be crazy competitive conference next year if they have a good the strength of schedule. Though, man. Hmm? The Brent Venables era. At, uh, oh. Oklahoma. I forgot about that. That's a good point. But they lost a lot of talent. A lot of talent. I mean, they're gaining it back, though, at quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. But he was – They got – Dude, uh, we can't – Why are we not talking about Iowa State? Somehow they always find themselves in the top 25, I feel like. Well, they also lost their starting quarterback and running back. Oh. Yeah. Who's generated half of their offense. Yeah. So, I don't think they're going to be very relevant. So, who are are we picking for the Big 12? Oklahoma. That's my pick. That's my pick, Oklahoma. My personal pick? Oh, 
who's coming back at Oklahoma State? Is that Sanders? Sanders. Oklahoma State's my pick. I think they're going back to back. I got I got Oklahoma, man. I feel like Oklahoma, especially Oklahoma, lost to Oklahoma State last year. I feel like Oklahoma will get their pay payback in the Bellum game. I'm gonna go. I see. I want to pick Oklahoma, but I I don't know what Brent is gonna do. I, I'm I'm right there between Baylor and Oklahoma State. I think those two um, teams are just gonna yeah. run back. You know, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go Baylor. Just I like Baylor. So I'm gonna go Baylor. Good pick, good pick. Hold on, man. Can, can we take a little quick turn? Let's go a little FCS, a little Big South. <laughs> Big South. I got, I got the well, man. Me too. The running board. I, I got Gardner Webb, man. I I hope and I pray. Mean, I hope and pray it's Gardner Webb. Me too, man. I mean, you guys lost a lot of opponents. <laughs> you got a weak little conference this season. I hope, I hope and pray okay. you guys can pull it out. So we agree, Big South is Gardner Webb. Now well? it's a little bit of a, yes. a mm, kind of almost it. on the same Flip level. It. Big Ten, Big Ten. I, mean, I don't know if the let's Big go, Ten. Let's is... go. Let's go Pac-12. How do we go Pac-12? Pac-12. Pac-12. We'll oh, save Big Ten. We'll save. We'll save Pac or Big Ten and SEC for less. The two biggest conferences. Let's go Pac-12, man. Pac-12. Pac-12. You said it's easy. You said it's easy. I say, I say, I ain't gonna say easy, but I'm just saying, an easy favorite is I definitely think, USC, bro. Oh, yeah. Easy favorite. USC is 100% the easy, easy favorite. favorite, but let's also watch the trends yes. of every year. USC has been the favorite, and what they've done since the early 2000s, nothing. They have been, I'm just see, saying, but they terrible. got Lincoln Raleigh, got Caleb Williams. I don't care who they got. Got it's, Jordan, got, got the best receiver last year, court to the war. You got him come. You got Mar, uh, Mario Williams at receiver. Did Utah, you did Utah lose? Troy Dye. Uh, that was my pick, Utah. Devin Lloyd. Utah is my pick. I think they got their quarterback back. I okay, let's go to the back. north. Let's start with the north. I think Oregon comes out of the north. I, I hold on, hold on. Are we are we sure about that? I mean, it's weak. That's what I think. Washington State, no. Or no, Washington, Oregon State, no. no. Stanford, no. California, Cal. no. Uh, I mean, I think Oregon is set up to succeed in the north. But wait, wait. But you never know because wait. Didn't the Pac-12 just switch their uh, championship settings? Did they? I think I'm it's the best sure. two teams, not the best two teams. Uh, I think. Oh, I could so be Oregon wrong. Could be. Oregon I think could they be. were talking about doing that. I don't know if that's true or not. So it could. I think it might just be Hold two up. best teams. I don't know though. I can't remember. We could, we may be tripping about UCLA. You know, got a little deep. Nah, I'm, I'm tripping. I am tripping. Come on, man. <laughs> You've been on TikTok too much, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if they did, if they did change it to the top two, I still think it's gonna I be USC Utah, be USC, that. and Oregon are gonna be the top three, and it's yes. gonna be those those three battling. I think it's yeah, Utah is my pick. I say USC. I'm, a, my pick. I'm gonna have to go with USC. They just have so much talent. That's I agree. Saying, man. I just I don't. I have to see a season of USC before I believe in them yeah, because there's I been so agree. many years where I'm hype about USC. Just yeah. because they're like such a good team growing up, it's and they, Darnold, they finally got the coach, bro. The and Lincoln. Coach. I don't know, man. Okay, so now we're gonna go to the Big Ten. Yeah, Big Ten. Let's go Big Ten. Easy pick. It should be. Hope so. Ohio State. <laughs> you say easy? Easy. You're pick? saying easy? Oh, that's easy, dude. I think Ohio State has a shot to win. I it feel all. like Ohio State bounces back and, and wins. 
I think we're looking at the same exact situation that we have had past couple of years with Alabama and Georgia, but this time Michigan, Ohio State. I think I feel like I'm not trying to be fun. I feel like last year was like a, a lucky year for Michigan in that way. I mean, See, I, I, I think they've been building up. They've been building up. They lost so much though defensively, did they not? Dude, look at the role. If you They're, watched the Rose Bowl game last year, that's literally the same Ohio t- a state team we're getting this year. Oh, I know they're good. Yeah. I think they're really like, good. I, I feel like um, CJ Stroud will bounce back in that game. They, they're going to Ohio State to play. And I go, I well, feel like they'll, they'll feel Here's like they'll my win, thing. Man. Here's my thing. I think both teams roll in undefeated. Also, yeah. I don't know. Ohio State, very tough out of conference schedule. But I think both teams roll in undefeated. Ohio State picks up the dub, wins the Big Ten Championship. Then you're looking at a one loss Michigan with a pretty solid strength of schedule and an undefeated Ohio State. I don't know what Georgia and Alabama are going to do. I mean, Ohio State do got a tough first game, though. Who is it? That's what I'm saying. We're leaving out Notre Dame here. Their new coach looking good. People are saying they're going to have a great season. I don't ever believe the hype about Notre Dame. I don't either, dude. With Brian Kelly gone, I kind of feel like we should. Let's just be real. I feel like he was just a menace to that team. dude. He's a menace with the recruits, too. The dancing. Oh, my goodness. He's so weird. <laughs> oh. LSU, you know? they're not winning another uh, national title for about 30 years because yeah, of that. Yeah. No. Okay, so Big Ten. I, my pick's Ohio State. Ohio State. I I have to agree, Ohio State. Exactly. Also, let's, I think Michigan's very serious. But let's not let's not leave out the West. Iowa, they're always sneaky yeah. good. Always sneaky good. Okay. That is true. Well, Iowa always goes that one game where they just go crazy and just blow it. Yeah. Purdue. Yeah, that is also true. Also, Wisconsin played pretty good to end the season last year, didn't they? I feel like they, they got, also – I feel like they got – They also lost their offensive coordinator. He went to BT. Oh, well. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Their offensive coordinator could be – good coming in but i just know like see this is why i love college football because like you never know dude a northwestern could upset anybody it's just you never know what's going to happen on a saturday very true so on to the sec the best conference the big dogs this is where things are gonna get fun things are about to get weird here oh yes who i don't it's gonna get weird how come? Because so the East. Let's just yeah. start with the East. Georgia. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Kentucky, though, Kentucky is my sleeper for shocker team this season. Don't get me I wrong. Think Florida. Okay, let's, 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 let's not overhype Will Live, Live is, Leave is whatever dude name is. Dude, they went 10 and 3 last season and he took them to a 5 and 3 SEC record. I think, dude, South Carolina could be sneaky pick because look what they did. To end the season without without a quarterback, yeah. without a legitimate quarterback, they had a running back slash wide receiver playing quarterback in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not trying to be Amy. funny, but look at the team they were playing against, though. I know, I know, Carolina has no defense, but like, yeah, Florida has no defense. I mean, Florida so. was also not that good last year. Had it down. I will say, very good. Tennessee. I will, I will get some. T- Tennessee is my to, sleeper um, pick. Tennessee, Tennessee, I just thought about that. Dude, they, they could be a sleeper pick. They are getting – I, I, I want fruit. Tennessee to succeed so bad. In Tennessee – that, That's my sleeper Tennessee pick. Tennessee is awful. 
Listen here, I'm gonna go on a what? Rant. No, let me go on a rant here for a second because I'm tired of I'm tired of five teams in America. I'm tired of Texas. I'm tired of Tennessee. I'm tired of USC. I'm quite honestly getting tired of Oklahoma. And let's see, that's just four. Let's just go with those. Oh, Texas A and M. I'm tired of those five teams. Why? Because every single season, they're way overhyped. And they are, they're, people act like they're so good. They get put so high in the AP polls. You know, they'll have a good first couple games. And then what? They suck. They no, don't Tennessee do actually anything. had a solid year last year, bro. Seven and six. Same record as South Carolina. They went four okay, but four listen, conference. Like, okay, of course you'll go by record. the SEC East. But listen, look what they did. They play Alabama. Awesome. Alabama. I ain't going to say took They made Alabama work for that win. All right. Dude, they I'm just saying Georgia game. If I oh, let me remember it right, Georgia. I don't think I remember that game right. But listen, Ole Miss took Ole Miss down to the wire. Could have possibly won that game. It's bro, I'm telling you, bro, like Tennessee is I feel like Tennessee is gonna be solid. Like I I that's I just I don't I can't remember all their games, but them the two games I remember. And like they played pretty solid in. They should have won see. the bowl game. They got cheated got... in the bowl game. I do. All I'm going to sit here and say is Alabama's winning the SEC. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, bro, I mean, saying, like, I think Tennessee Georgia. is a yeah. solid team, bro. Like, they, they was probably the best seven to six team I've ever seen, bro. They, they was solid, bro, pretty solid last year. Well, see, here's my thing, though. We're talking about this next season. I think Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Georgia all finish ahead of Tennessee in their division. Yeah, you're tripping, bro. Florida? I'm tripping? I don't know about yeah. Florida. Dude, Florida, Billy Napier, don't don't, you're, you're, don't discount Billy Napier, dude. Like, I watched what he did. Josh Heupel, bro. He's been there how many years now? He's been there one week. Last year was his first year. I thought he'd been there two years. Now last year's his first year. Oh, I thought it was there longer than that. Okay, seven and, and six. Offense they run is is dope. Okay, it might be dope, but it produced seven wins. I like. Don't get me wrong. Seven wins I mean, is. They good. also playing the hardest conference in football. Okay, but yeah. they went four and four in conference. That means they went three and two out of conference. Who'd they play out of conference? They played Pitt. Played Pitt. They, went to the, they um, won the ACC last year. Let's okay. Go crazy. A weak ACC year, and I don't yeah. think that Pitt team was that great. The ACC just, just isn't saying. that good. I'm just saying. I mean, they're a conference championship team, so I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna discredit them. Okay, keep I'm going, keep going. Next, next. Ooh, I, I, I'm trying to pull up their football schedule. Hey, before you guys get into an argument about Tennessee, trash. Yes, it's there. I mean, it doesn't really matter if Tennessee has a good year or not next this upcoming season. There, I mean, if they even win the East. They're not going to beat Bama. Okay, they're not even going to nah, sniff winning the East. Let's be real okay. about that. That's they why I said if, if they even win the East. They got beat by Pitt. Um, who else they get beat by? That's literally like – Are you going to tell no, me their schedule right or are you just going to say it? I want to hear who they okay. play. Okay, they beat Bowling Green first game of the year. They got <laughs> beat by Pitt second. They beat Bowling Green 38-6. Okay. They got beat by Pitt next week. 41-34. They, okay. they whooped Tennessee Tech. They oh, got whooped well, wow. by Florida. Okay. Okay. They whooped Missouri. That should be they a given. Whooped, they whooped South Carolina. Yeah. They had they, a bad they season. They barely get beat by Ole Miss. Okay. Okay. They get beat by Bama. Given. 
They get they beat Kentucky. They beat Kentucky. What's the score? <laughs> What was the 45, score? 42 Kentucky was ranked 18th in the country, bro. They beat Kentucky. Okay, next. They, and they went to Kentucky and beat them, bro. Okay, next. Then they, they got beat by Georgia, a national championship okay, team. Next. They beat whooped South Alabama. Then they oh. then after that, they whooped Vanderbilt. Then after that, they get beat by Purdue in the, in the, the <laughs> Music City Bowl game. They got cheated in that game. So when you look at that, that's not an actual okay. horrible year. So what I'm hearing right now is at a conference, the only valuable team that they played was Pitt up until their uh, ACC championship team, but okay. Okay, but you're missing my point here. The only team they played outside of conference play was Pitt. And also, correct the quarterback play in that game. So they went seven Joe and Milton six. And, his, and Joe Milton did was horrible. They went seven and six, but three of those wins were against. Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, and South Alabama. Yeah. I mean, so, so, I mean, I, I mean, mean they, it's a possible they can lose them games. Let's look at their I schedule not, for this next season. They play um, Tennessee Martin. They play Kentucky, oh. Georgia, Missouri. They play in the same teams again, Sam. I'm looking at it right now. They go Ball State. Hopefully, they win that. I didn't see that game. I didn't see that. I'm they go Pitt. They go Pitt. I mean, I don't know what Pitt's going to be looking like. They go Akron, historically one of the worst teams in college football the past five to ten seasons. Florida, LSU, Bama, UT Martin. Okay, that's an easy win. Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, and the Vanderbilt. So UT Martin, Akron, Pitt, and Ball State. They should win three of the four they, games again. Why are they playing freaking MAC teams, dude? Because they can't beat any other teams. They have to schedule low opponents because they are not a good football institution. Tennessee hasn't been relevant since uh, 24 head Peyton Manning was there. Tennessee is irrelevant, <laughs> and I'm tired of seeing them in the national spotlight. They aren't good. I mean, so Sam is a Tennessee. Is we know Sam is a Tennessee hater. I am a Tennessee hater, and I will continue to be Clearly. a Tennessee hater until they prove to me that they are a valuable team. All right. All hatred aside, who's our pick? Easy pick, I think. Bama. Not, not easy, but I pick Bama too. Yeah, I think A and M could see my dark horse. He'll see this year. <laughs> I think I don't. A and M's my dark horse. I don't know how they're gonna play. They're gonna think be bad Bama or is good. Just too strong, dude. I know they lose talent every year, but it's every single year they lose talent, and then the bro, next they year they, they don't rebuild. Also, bro. they reload, bro. Yeah. Also. Ole Miss coming off a ten and three season, they're getting what's his face, the running back from TCU, Zach Evans, uh, Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart. Yeah, they got Dart. a tight end, Michael Trigg. They might have a sneaky good season too. Again, they might be. They could. They, they might could. give Bama a run for their money down there. Who knows? I think hey, Bama has Sam, the two best um, players in college football. Yes, Sam, are you um discrediting Tennessee's win versus Kentucky? I, I'm just asking a question. No, I'm not discrediting it. It was – I mean, okay. they won, but I am discrediting okay. their entire franchise or their university. entire franchise. Oh, my word. I mean, uh, okay. Listen, there's just – Jakari, there's, who's, who's winning the Sun Belt next year, Jakari? Hey, I said Carter Webb. Okay. I'll <laughs> no, I'm just messing, that. man. I'm just I'll messing. remember that. Just messing, bro. You, we know who's going to win it, dude. It's common Thank sense. You. Thank you. Ab gonna win it. We know Ab gonna win it, dude. Because you know Marshall's not listen, gonna but listen, win it after they have I, I, a. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna disrespect anybody. They, may, they might come on. The, they might come on the show if I disrespect them. 
Listen here. But, but I don't want to talk. I'm not going to talk Sun Belt, Sun Belt talk because I don't want to jinx app season. Obviously, yeah, I'm going to pick I, my own I school do. to win. So I'm not. I'm not talking any Sun Belt. I'm, I'm, I'm well, not going to talk junk well, about. You know who I'm going to talk junk about because he. Who knows? He might come on the show. You know, we might get lucky. <laughs> we, we, I think we all. Should, I think. I think we all should know who we talk, Who I'm talking about at this point. You need to chill. You need to chill. <laughs> Listen, I just want to go back real quick. Listen, I'm just going to make it known real quick. Those five schools I named, honestly, not even those five. It's just USC, Tennessee, Dagum, Texas. They all piss me off. I'm sick and tired of every single season seeing those schools with an AP ranking next to their name, and then you give them three seat, three weeks into the season, and they're trash. They don't have any wins. Or they have one bogus win over at UT Martin, dude. I mean, bro, everybody <laughs> play, has those play. games, though, dog. Okay, well, if you're so good and you're such a great university, play some FBS schools and show us what you got. All of them are FBS, bro. UT Martin, kind of. Hold on, let me go back. Okay. To so, go Sam, how do you feel about? Let's see here. AP top twenty-five. Is this a way too early AP Top 25? Yes, this is updated June 7th, 2022. Read it to me, today. and I'll just give you a yes or a no if I think that team should even be anywhere near that spot. You want me to start at one or 25? Just start at one. We'll go. We'll work that way. Okay. One, Georgia. Yes. That's Yeah. Two, Bama. Yes. Three, Michigan. Yes, but not probably at three. Four, Cincinnati. Okay. No, not even close to four. Oh, my Five, gosh. Who starts their season off at Arkansas, Cincinnati does. Five, Baylor. Okay, I can respect it. Also, sorry, I forgot to say Arkansas. That's one of my other dark courses for the SEC. Um, I think, uh, what's his face? KJ, right? KJ. Uh, Jefferson. Put some respect on him. Yeah, head. KJ Jefferson. He's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, 100%. I think Arkansas could be real good. All right, keep going. Six, Ohio State. Okay, I'd flip them with Michigan. I think Ohio State and should be ahead of Cincinnati. I think yeah. Ohio State and Michigan need to flip. So Michigan should be six, Ohio State should be three. Yes. yes. I can agree with that. Oklahoma State, seven. Yeah. Notre Dame, eight. Oh, what did they do in yeah. their bowl game? Actually, no. Oklahoma State, bro. That don't even matter. Notre Dame, yes. I respect that. Brian Kelly's gone. I'm trying to get back on the Notre Dame train. <laughs> Nine, Michigan State. No. Kenneth Walker, I don't, I don't, he's gone, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have that good of a season. He carried them, let's be real. Ten, Oklahoma? I think Possibly. Oklahoma should be ahead of oh, Michigan State. I agree. You could flip those nine and ten, maybe. Well, I don't even think Michigan State should be top fifteen. I mean, they they were eleven and two, but they well, lost their entire off, offense. Like, based off last year, though. That's what it I sounds like so far. Eleven Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, I can see that to start out the season. Twelve Utah. Yeah, definitely. Thirteen Pitt. I don't see that. I don't I had a know. Clemson at fourteen. 
I don't know what that I mean, person if you go is. off last year, yeah, 100%. But whatever this person that wrote this list is smoking, this we is need to CBS. figure that out because CBS is smoking crack right now. You think <laughs> Pitt's in the top 25? You think Pitt is but in the Wait till you hear 16. You'll be upset about that. Probably Carolina. Uh, no. So oh. 14, Clemson, then 15, Wake Forest. Okay, first off, no, never in my life have I ever seen three ACC teams get ranked in a row, 13, 14, 15, or anything yeah. like that. Weird. ACC has two teams max at a time in the top 25. One, Clemson. The other, whatever team has won a couple games in a row and has beaten the other good team in the ACC. Yeah. Like last year, last year it was a Carolina last year, but this year is – Okay, like, I don't know if this is – I guess this is based off of last season. It's gotta be. It gotta. It gotta be based off last year, bro. I don't know if I can trust this because I'll just keep reading. Sixteen Louisiana. Okay, I already. know about Louisiana. I already discredited this person. <laughs> I found my own. I found my own list from ESPN now. Because... Yeah, because this is so bad. Because they have Texas A&M receiving votes. I feel like Texas A&M is a top twenty-five team. Okay, how about I read yeah. you mine real quick? Bama one. Yes. Ohio State two. Yes. Yes. Georgia three. Yes. Easy. USC four. No. I mean, yes, talent-wise, but I don't know if you can – they're going to live up to the hype yet, so it's hard putting them four. But it's also – it is based on talent because you haven't seen anybody play, so I can see it. I, I think maybe top ten. Top 25, yes. I can live with that for the beginning of the season. Texas A&M, five. Yeah. Maybe. That's the know. same thing as USC, I mean. Top 15. Yeah. Utah, Utah, six. Yeah. I like that. Notre Dame, seven. I can respect that. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a quarterback, though. Oh, I mean, I think he Okay. Whoever wrote this article... I, I don't even know what to say. There's not even enough words in the English dictionary to okay. explain how dumb this next one is. At number eight, they have NC State. Yeah. I mean, mm. I think they're going to be good next year, but I don't know if they're going to be as good as they were last year. Yeah. How? On God's green I mean, earth, they kept you put their quarterback, NC State in the top ten over Clemson. They kept the quarterback. Yeah. They got – uh, a couple, I think they lost like maybe like one receiver, a Mecca Mezzi. Their um, best alignment. Yeah. Yeah. But they bring him back like half of their def- defense, bro. Yeah. And their defense is pretty good last year. I would and I mean, I'm always one to say I think age does matter, in my opinion. I mean, I, more along the lines of college basketball, in my opinion, but I think college football too. Age yeah. is a key thing and I think NC State is just going to be that like that veteran group you know um, I don't know number nine Michigan State I don't know I don't I don't either I don't feel about Michigan State but I mean I can respect it because they did have a good year last year well I did see I see now that they got um running back from Jarek Broussard from Colorado had 1500 rushing yards the past two seasons at Colorado yeah. so yeah maybe who knows? Ten Michigan. Yeah, I can respect that. Eleven Oklahoma State. 
I respect that. Yeah, me too. Um, 12 Clemson. I mean, I can respect it. I think they need to be flipped to NC State. Let's be real. I don't know about eight, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's, I think they're just like Alabama. They're just going to keep, um, they're just going to keep, uh, adding. No one's really going to ever leave. Reloading. They didn't even, yeah, they <laughs> didn't even, they really didn't even lose that many players. I mean, no, they didn't. I don't, did they lose anybody? I mean, like key players? James Skalski, Andrew Booth, Nolan Turner, Mario I mean, Goodrich, and Justin Ross, but wasn't he hurt half of his Clemson he was career hurt. anyways? I mean, James yeah. Skalski was either hurt was or suspended, hurt. I feel like. Um, Spectre, but all them guys were key, the key pieces, especially James Skalski. Yeah. Um, Brandon Spencer. But I mean, you got to think. I mean, you got tra- every, everywhere else, the, man, they should be straight, man. They're getting their D line back. Xavier Thomas getting Brian Brzee back, getting KJ yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Back. 13, Houston. No. Nah, nah. I mean, Houston, even though Houston beat Auburn last year, but I've I, always I, I, don't know about, I don't know about Houston. I don't know about. Houston. I don't know. I don't know enough about them. They had a pretty good season, though. They were twelve we and two. Ed Oliver was in Houston. At Houston, they were I mean, dogs, dude. Yeah, I loved watching them play, but I don't. I really don't know enough about them either. I know they were solid last year. But I mean, I'm I know they got. 13. They have Dana Holgren or Holgren, whatever you say his name, from the old West Virginia coach. So obviously, he's got experience. Houston's been. Let's be real. They've had some pretty solid seasons the past ten years. Yeah. They've been oh, yeah. they've been pretty good. Um, fourteen Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like Oklahoma should be replaced with uh, Houston. Yeah, it's just Oklahoma could definitely yeah. go up. Yeah, they could even go up more. Than I don't that, think Houston think. should even be in there at all. Dude, they went undefeated in the AAC and they only lost two games at a conference. But I mean, it's the Cincy probably. Uh, that means they would have beat Cincy in conference play. Did they? I'm saying they lost. They... I think that two losses probably came to Cincy. But they're in, that's Cincy is the AAC. But there's no Houston did not beat Cincy, did they? No, uh, that's what that's why I'm confused as to how they were undefeated in conference. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't get that. Fifteen Pitt. I don't. I don't. I really mean, they got they got Keaton Slavis, cool. I mean, he is he that good? Yeah, let's be real. He didn't even couldn't even make it out what there at he, USC. Yeah, what did he do at USC last year? Let's be real. Yeah. I also, I don't think Kenny Pickett was that good either. Let's, if I'm being honest, he had okay. He had a great season, but I do think it's a quarterback is nothing without a good receiver, in my yes, opinion. I agree. So. Are you saying the same and, thing about um, Burrow and his guys? I mean, yeah. Joe, without Jefferson and Chase, does Joe Burrow have that season? No, no. not at all. Because they also had some of the best wide receiver seasons of all time. Oh, yeah. And as did those pit receivers from last year. Because Juice, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't uh, – weren't they in the Blitnikoff? Yeah, the one yeah, that Addison both of them were he won it. or both of them were finalists? Both. I thought it was just one. I thought you said that 
two of Pitt's receivers were finalists for the Blitnikoff. I said one. Oh. All right, let's, let's get through these rankings because we're going to start wrapping this up soon. Some of us got some uh, early mornings tomorrow. Oh, Ooh. man. <laughs> All right, 16, we got Oregon. I mean, that's a given. I, yeah. They're good every I think year. They could be, I think they could be higher, too. I don't know. 17, Wake Forest. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we had already talked about it. Yeah. I can live with it. I don't really agree with it, though. I think they're a top 25 team. You know, I, I agree. I just don't know if I'd put them inside the top 20. Yeah. Same with Pitt. I don't think I'd put them inside the top 20 either if I'm my rank on top 25. Here's 18. This is a team I think that should jump both Pitt and Wake Forest. Baylor. I think they should be higher than 18. Yeah. Um. Well, this one's a little bit shocking to me. 19, BYU. Mm. They had a good year last year, though. They did. For real? Yeah, yeah. they went 10 and 3. It's mm. crazy. Who did, they, who did they beat last year? I don't know. I feel like they beat somebody pretty solid last year. Baylor, I mean, BYU plays Baylor and Arkansas, and then they go on the road and play Oregon, Boise State, and Stanford. And they play Notre Dame. So, BYU beat USC. Um, okay, but they lost to UAB in the Independence Bowl. They smoked Virginia. They beat Washington State. That Virginia game was a shootout. They barely – so Baylor beat them 38-24. Uh, they beat Utah State. They beat Arizona State. They beat Utah. Wow. They beat Arizona, South Florida. So they lost to Boise State, Baylor, and UAB. Those are some questionable losses, I feel like. UAB and Boise State aren't because Boise State was not that good. All right. 20, Arkansas. Yeah. One of those teams right on the bubble. Oh, yeah, know. I think they're they're close to being top 25. I don't know if I can put them in there. They, uh, I know, Traylon Burks made that team, that team. But you also got to think uh, Harry St. Jaden Hasselwood, he transferred in there. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot so, about him. I mean, I think that's a big upgrade from Traylon Burks if we're being real. I think Hasselwood's a dog. I don't know, but Hasselwood never really played, though. He, he was hurt at Oklahoma. If he can stay healthy, I think he's an upgrade from Traylon Burks. Are we sure? Yeah, I'm I, a big I, I Traylon Burks fan. I Deuce think we're pushing that, that bro. Uh, listen, I love Traylon Burks. I think he's a dog. I, I upgrade. I don't know about an upgrade, bro. I think if he's, he's healthy, good. he is. He's he was one of the best receivers in his class. If he's healthy, I think Hasselwood is an upgrade from Traylon Burks. That's a big if. Hey, he he ain't he haven't proved it in, in college, but I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's we'll see. We'll we'll clip that. We'll clip that. Hans Ukarian when. When he's not on Traylon Burke's level at all, we'll rub it in Sam's face. Please. Okay. Hasselwood had 39 catches and six touchdowns at Oklahoma in 2021. Traylon Burke had 66 catches and 11 touchdowns. Okay. So I'm I mean, not trying to be funny. All of Hazelwood's, but all that stuff came in the red zone, though, low key. He was like, it's in a lot of Traylon Burke's, though, too. No, nah, not really. I mean, Traylon Burke's is a playmaker, dude. I'm I'm not being a Traylon Burks hater either. I'm just saying 
I think. I don't know, but it's, it, it sounds like you're reaching a little bit low key. Yeah, hey, I mean, Hazel, Hazelwood wasn't even the best. Hazelwood wasn't even the best receiver on his on the Oklahoma team. We'll find out in a couple it months. Could be a hot take. I mean, who knows? Um, 21, 21 Ole Miss. I think they could be higher than twenty one. I agree. I think. I mean, that's a safe spot to put them to start the season. They got a lot of transfers, dude. Yeah, and they also lost a lot of people. But I think they up even better from the transfer portal. I mean, I think Jackson Dart's better than Matt Corral. No, Stop. but I think uh, Zach Evans <laughs> has the potential to be a lot better than Jerry on Ely was. Oh, yeah, he do got, yeah, 100%. Do got potential, yeah. So, all right. Then we've got 22, Kentucky. I can live with that. I like yeah. that. I agree. I think that's a perfect spot for them to start out the season. 23, Cincinnati. Mm. That's good, man. Did they, did they – I know they lost Ritter. Um – I don't who's even. Your, who's going to be their QB? Um, we don't know. Uh, Bri- Ben Bryant. Apparently, he's competing with Evan Prater. I don't even know who they are. I don't know who they are. So Ben Bryant spent three seasons at Cincinnati before transferring to Eastern Michigan in 2021, where he completed 68 percent of his passes for 3,121 yards, 14 touchdowns, and seven picks. An average year, I guess. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect. I mean, I couldn't play quarterback, but compared to Desmond Ritter, I don't think that's. I mean, they also lost Kobe Bryant and Sauce Gardner, so. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Alex Pierce, they lost. Yeah, it's going to be tough, dude. Cincinnati was good last year when you think about it. Yeah. Who's Ivan Pace? I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Where did he go? I'm not sure. I, don't even, I never heard of that name before. I haven't either. He might have gone to Miami, Ohio, now that I think about it. All right. Oh, this one's crazy right here. Anyone want to take a guess at who 24 is? Um, Juice is about to nut his pants when I say it. Tell you that. Tennessee? Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. Because <laughs> they legit. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, I, that's one where I can respect them being there. I mean, talent-wise, it's SEC ball. I mean, yeah. Like, this man. I can respect that. I don't know. I think 25 should be ahead of this, of Tennessee, I'll tell you that. And Tennessee <laughs> should be ahead of Kentucky, bro. Tennessee okay. beat Kentucky last okay, year. Okay, just because they beat them doesn't mean they should be ahead of them. They were 7 and yeah, 6. Bro. Kentucky Dude, hit us went with, 10 hit and us 3. With 25, man. Get 25, off the... 25 to end this out. Iowa. I think they should be above. I, I agree. I think I they should be above I mean, Kentucky and Tennessee and Cincinnati. Yeah, I think they could. You could flip them with Kentucky and put them at eighteen in the top twenty. But I also don't know. I don't know who they lost or who they gained. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a ongoing discussion we can continue to have here for a couple months because football season we got two, two and a half months till we're in gearing up, getting ready mm. for our first game. Can't About wait. Three months, three months till we're seeing the contenders and the pretenders, aka Tennessee. Um, uh huh. Oh, hey, 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 um, you talk about they play, you talk about Tennessee be playing these boo-boo games, like Kentucky didn't have a dog fight with Chattanooga, bro. 
literally, and they had a dog fight with Missouri, had a dog fight with South Carolina. Man, come on, bro. Okay. I, I got to stop. Boy, if I Chikari, go. Hey, Chattanooga, Chattanooga had a first-round draft pick. Chikari, here's my, here's my take about okay, that. Bro. He, he didn't make a difference. He didn't make a lick of difference in that <laughs> game. Chikari, here's my take about that. Tennessee, seven and six. Kentucky, dog fights, ten and three. That's a pretty yeah, big they difference. Play Louis- they play, okay, they got an easy win at Louisiana Monroe, uh, easy win at Chattanooga, uh, New Mexico State, play Louisville. I mean, anybody can beat Louisville last year, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be Is funny. That Louisville Isn't that his name? Isn't he gone? Malik Cunningham, yeah. Malik Cunningham. And LSU. LSU was not that good at all last year. Yeah. Um, so – Literally, Zach Cunningham, Malik Cunningham. No, yeah. uh, who, who is Zach Cunningham? I don't know. I don't know who that is. I'll be real. I don't know because uh, couldn't tell you. That's crazy. All right. Oh, well, hold up. Crazy. Oh, he's a linebacker for the Texans. Oh. Oh. Anything else? Are you gonna say something, Juice? Before we go ahead and wrap this up. Nah, but you're going to see about Tennessee next year, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, you gonna... put money on this. No, I'm not putting any money. Okay. I'm not, not putting nobody on Tennessee. No. I'm, I'm, not allowed to, I'm not allowed to gamble with a um, NCAA athlete. Oh, true. Yeah. So, oh, thank well, you for following your guys on Tennessee anyway. Yeah. Um, it, thank you for saying that, though, Juice. It just shows you have no faith in them like me. I'm just saying, though, I mean, I'm not going to just put money on them, man. All right, well, this is going to close out episode two of Couch Talk. Um, Pretty good episode. Enjoyed talking about NIL, mental health, college football season. Uh, Any any last words from you guys? Man, I'm ready for episode three. Episode three going to be lit. Um, Off the top of the head, don't know what episode three is going to be about. We're just going to go with the flow. See what we're feeling. Maybe try to get a guest on. Maybe Al Horford will will have a good game Wednesday. Yeah, We'll be able to talk about him again. Warriors tied the series up. It's 1-1. And, um, yeah, so we're going to try to hopefully get a guest on here soon. And, uh, yeah, we'll we'll let everyone know what the next episode is going to be about. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, this is episode two of Couch Talk. We'll see you. See you.